Chicago. Take it easy, baby. Work. Work. Hands in the air, kicks in the dirt, muscles on the midway. Work. Bear down, bear down, we can't hear the work. Chicago's the city, let's give them that work. Bands, mighty, mighty, mighty bands. ESPN, take the north, Justin Fields. Got a new location, we still in rotation. Bands, mighty, mighty, mighty bands. Jalen Johnson, take it there. No other ticket could compare. Love for the fans, love for the squad. Repping the city of our Chicago. We got them hitters, Jaquan Bristol. Who rocking with us? Get easy, breezy to the dirt. Live from State Street, Bears turf. Clap, scream, clap, holla, clap, scream, clap. That's pretty good by Jay Moore from Cap and Hoodie. Quite good. We are the new home of the Bears. Nice way to ring it in. We were on at 5 a.m. this morning to celebrate. Cap and Hoodie started bright and early. They were in Indy at the Combine. They talked to Ryan Poles. We'll play some of that. Black and Abdallah were on 9 to 11. We joined the guys about an hour ago. We're back into our regular slot now till 2. Waddle yes. and Sylvie this afternoon. Tonight, Tyler and Meller live in Local 5 to uh, 8 p.m. All day today to celebrate the arrival of the Chicago Bears. They're here. These airwaves. And we can talk about it finally. Yes, we can. And we made the announcement in November. We got one day to talk about it back in November. Now one we can day. say it again. Uh, we are your new home for Chicago Bears football. We're excited about that. We got balloons, Yurko. We got orange and, and, and blue balloons. We got a Bears sign in the studio in our old National Bank State Street studio. You see it on Twitch. And uh, we're thrilled to have this partnership with the Bears, hopefully going into what could be a golden era. We'll see. Maybe they finally got the quarterback. Maybe they're going to build a new stadium, you know? Moving into a golden era. So things things are go. looking like things they're moving in a positive direction. Yes, I think. You got a lot of uh, draft, or you got the number one draft choice. You've got a. A lot of money to spend. Not necessarily that you have to spend all that money, but you got a lot of money to spend. Good stuff. All right, we got more calls here on the Jalen Carter stuff. Not surprising. That's the big news of the day. Uh, again, it is, it is as we understand it as of now, this is not the Henry Ruggs situation. Let's not make that mistake, folks. Henry Ruggs was charged with driving under the influence. He was driving in excess of one 150 miles per hour. His car was when involved his car directly. Yes. Directly involved in the accident that killed the person. The, the woman and her yeah. dog, remember? Yeah. Terrible story. Uh, this is not the same thing as we understand it now. Did Jalen Carter do something very foolish? I'll answer my own question. Yes, he did. And now he's going to have to suffer the consequences of that and pay the price. He has... You know, uh, he's going to be arrested here. They, are, they, they released the uh, arrest warrant earlier this morning. He is going back to Georgia. He's turning himself in. He's turning in. himself in. He's going to be charged with He'll reckless driving. Process. Yes. He'll get bonded out. Yes. Uh, reckless driving and racing in conjunction with the crash that he, killed a teammate he, and recruiting staff he, member in January. He is not a flight risk. No, I wouldn't think so. No. Right? No, of course He's not, not a flight risk. So you're not going to set a million-dollar bond on this no. thing. It's probably going to be a $10,000 bond. Yeah. Or a bond where you're released on your own recognizance. And what, you got to pay 1000 of that? How does that work? It's, it's 10% of whatever it's the bond price of whatever is. It is. Yeah. Um, you're, let's listen to a little bit of Mel Kuyper. As I promised uh, the audience, we would play, and then I'll get back out to the phones for everybody, okay? But Mel was on yesterday. He was very good, as always. And we'll catch up with Mel at some point uh, on our show before the draft. Mel joined Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. Uh, this is what he thinks about Skaronsky. I want you to hear this. Tell me what you think, Yerk. 
Yeah. And this kind of goes into, like, how far is too far for the Bears to go back? You know, uh, considering all that they need and and, and the great um, asset that they hold right now with that number one pick. Yeah, we all think it makes sense. They're not quarterback hunting. Go ahead and move back and stockpile even more draft capital. But how far is too far to go back? And what happens if it takes you in a place like 9, 10, or 11 where maybe you then draft Skaronsky? Is he a future stud at left tackle in the NFL. This was Mel's breakdown of Skaronsky. Skaronsky is interesting. He's a great player. I mean, he took over Slater. You know, remember, it was out the COVID year, and he stepped in at left tackle as a freshman, did a great job. He just has those 32 quarter, 32 and a half arms. And that's something you don't want in a left tackle, especially a six three and a half left tackle. Um, you know, but has it happened before? Yes. Uh, but again, there's an outlier. And uh, there, I mean, Bill Polian always stressed this when we were with Bill up there at ESPN preparing for the draft. Don't draft outliers. He said, I don't, you don't do that. Yeah, well, Drew Brees come along as a six-foot court. Yeah, that's fine, but I don't draft outliers. And, and Bryce Young is an outlier, and certainly Peter Skronsky is as a left tackle outlier. I say this, Skronsky is a guard center. Boy, I'd take him in a second. There's no question. I think you could project him there and, and great. So I thought Skronsky more as a guard who could play left tackle in a pinch. I mean, you know, and I think he could maybe even do a really good job at left tackle. But the, the arm length and the height together makes it a little, I'd say, questionable. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that? And I don't know how much tape of Skronsky you've seen, Yerk. Yeah. And technique is important. I know that. But when Mel specifically talks about the arms and the size, what do you think of that? Well, you'd think of a guy that's probably going to move move to the interior, like Jenkins was. Move the now Jenkins one hell of a guard. Mm -hmm. And I always told you I'd draft nothing but tackles, and then if they couldn't play tackle, I'd move them inside. So not a problem. But I mean, when but I get to the second, third, right? When I'm going to the second, third round, that's when I'm picking my tackles. And then if they can't play tackle, I move them into guard. Now Waddle followed up with Rashawn Slater, who a couple years ago, remember, out of Northwestern, poor kid got hurt this year. I think like in week two, he missed yeah. most of the year. He was a stud as a as a uh, as freshman. a rookie. As a rookie, thank you. I want to say freshman. He was a stud as a rookie. York. He looks like he's going to be a stud. Six four, thirty three inch arms. And Mel said, no, it's true. But again, do you want to be in a position where you're drafting the outliers? Can you continue to hit on those guys? And will it happen again? That's uh, that, what that's, would scare that's them off when a the film, That's when the film, the film dictates has to what dictate. you should do. Okay. The film dictates it. All right. If you see the guy playing against some of the best in the Big Ten and the guy's handling his business, you play offensive line as much as they want to say with the arms and the hands and the this and the that. You play offensive line with your feet. Your feet get you into the position where you're at. Your flexion gets you to the point you need to be where you're going to be a very um, dangerous and a very stable individual uh, at the tackle position. Your your hands, theoretically, you're going to have your hands behind your back if you're playing correctly hmm. and still be all right if because your, your legs your are taking you yeah. and you're forcing them to go through you. Then you can bring your hands if you had to. Hmm. Okay? So, so yeah, that's I mean, listen, matters. it's a bonus if you've got arms that are longer than everybody. Right. That's great. But it's not to be all end all. You can give me a guy with big arms, he's got no feet, he can't do a thing. Okay. No long fair. arms. Good. So the film dictates what Good. you can do and what you can't do. Here's and they've watched enough of it. And I think I heard uh, um Ryan Poles talk about it today. Yes, I go back to the film. Yeah. Good. I go I get caught in the numbers. I don't get caught in the guys jumping out of swimming pools. Right. I, I watch film of guys actually playing the the game. He's a former old lineman. You hope he knows what he's yeah. looking at. You think he will, you know. Uh here here are Mel's thoughts on Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. 
I think he's talented. He was heavily recruited, high grade coming out. He played guard as a junior as, as a, uh, in 2021 and uh, left tackle this year. I think his technique needs to be improved. He needs he needs an offensive line coach who will work with him. The talent's there. Somebody's going to take him pretty high. I've been going to Tennessee. who's desperate for an offensive tackle. So I think Paris Johnson Jr., when you mock it like I did, I think Tennessee at 11 would make sense. But he needs a little bit of work. He needs a little bit of coaching. But certainly, like I say, the talent since he came out of high school is in abundance. So a little bit of Mel's breakdown. Uh, and if you missed any of the interview, you can check out the whole thing from Waddle and Sylvie shows yesterday. Uh, Waddle and Sylvie's show yesterday on the podcast page. Just make sure you've got the ESPN Chicago app. Ted's in Park Ridge. What's going on, Ted? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How you doing? Good. I just want to touch on that Jalen Carter situation. Sure. If we should draft him or not. Um, I would really err on the side of caution. And just the reason being as, as Chicago sports fans, we've kind of got burned in the past, specifically with like Jason Williams. I know with the Bulls, but... Right, he had that motorcycle incident, and we lost him as a second pick overall in the draft. And like with this guy, you only you only know about the times that he's been caught right doing this, so you don't know if he's done this a hundred times before for reckless driving. So, Ted, before I mean, how the draft, how would you know anything about Jason Williams? No, you wouldn't have. I, that, you don't. You that's don't. A, yeah, I mean, what do we? That's that's maybe not the the best example. To throw out, you don't know. There's other examples out where you see a disturbing pattern of behavior that might have led to you know bad behavior in the NFL, and that would have caused you to say, "Hey, um, no, we can't go after this guy." And this might be it for Jalen Carter. You don't know as far as for the Bears. Who knows? We'll find out. You don't know if 20 prospects are drag racing with their friends. My guess is they might be. How how many times did I drag race with friends when I was 19, 20, 21, 22 years old? Plenty. That's when you think uh, you're stupid. invisible. Of course, you do stupid things. And, and I mean, you're not you're, but, but Ted, you don't know. Yeah, and if and, you want to cross find that's out. fine, right. Ted. I don't, right. I don't blame you. But. I wouldn't blame him either. If you want to move on from him, you yeah. move on. I'm yeah. asking you a question. What if you trade down to seven and he's still there? You know, four, you got out of, you went to seven, or you went to nine, and all of a sudden, Jalen Carter's still sitting there. You might get a player that you wanted <laughs> at two. I'm like, what's going on here? At seven. You get a player you wanted at one. At one, yeah. At one, you wanted him. And there he is sitting there, looking you in the eye. Now what do you do? Yeah. Oh, boy. Mark's in Florida. What up, Mark? Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, I, I think that uh, two things. I think people forget because these guys are just massive in size and super athletic, and they look like, you know, 35-year-old men, that they're just kids. This guy is 21 years old, and he got – at most, he's been caught speed racing with some of his friends, which 21-year-olds, they do. I'm not excusing it. No, I know. But um, yeah. there's 21-year-old fraternity uh, guys in college that are drinking themselves into the hospital, but because they're not football players, everyone's like, oh, they're just 21. So that's the first thing. He's 21 years old. Second of all, it just depends on draft position. If Will Anderson's there and Jalen Carter's there at the same time. I think I'm taking Will Anderson, and I'm taking Will Anderson probably before this story came out, just because I think Will Anderson, in my opinion, is going to be a better and more impactful player. That's just where I sit on it. But at the same time, I don't think it affects whether I take Jalen Carter or not, because, again, he's 21, he's a kid, and I think once he gets around uh, some veterans on that team, some guys who have money, um, Justin Fields, who's a great leader, 
they straighten him out, they clean him up, they get him, you know, on the straight and narrow. But he's he's 21. He's waiting for the draft. He knows he's going to get drafted high, and he knows he's going to make a lot of money. And I think you just have to take that into context that he's not a 30 year old. No. You know, he's a he's a kid. Yeah, so Mark. That's, thank that's, you. Appreciate the call. Uh, they might. I mean, look, I, I who knows? Who knows what Ryan Poles is really thinking? My guess is they like him more than Willie Anderson. Will this affect that? Will it affect other teams? It's going to affect some. It's Others are not even going to bat an eye at it, probably, Mark, ultimately. Joey's in Warrenville. What's up, Joey? Yeah, not much, guys. Just touching on the whole uh, Jalen Carter thing. Um, so I, I was telling the guy who was screening my calls, I'm not more, I, obviously it sucks that it happened and um, people are injured and obviously got killed. But I'm more concerned that, like, he left the scene. You know, like, you're, you're, you're driving and you see your own buddy. You know that people in that car that you know just crashed, okay? I know. And you take off because you're more worried about yourself and worried about your career. I get it. Like, you don't want to get caught. No one really wants to get in trouble. But at the end of the day, you don't know how bad that crash was. You don't know if you could have helped maybe get them out, maybe get them the, the care that they needed or done something. But your whole first instinct was, I need to get the hell out of here. I need to watch my own self because, you know, I got a future. And you just left these two people to pretty much die. So I think that's... That's more to concern me. I mean, I would still take them because I'm a football fan, and I don't get paid to live with these guys. I just get paid to watch them play football and cheer for the team. I mean, I get paid, but, you know, I pay for that. Right. Um, so that's what I'm more concerned about, honestly, just more selfishness and just kind of like leaving his buddy behind. I, I could never do that, even if I knew I was under the influence going to go down. It's so a, thought, yeah. yeah thanks, guys. Joey, thanks. I mean, I, it's hard to you try to – st- I mean, I can imagine what's going through his head the minute that happened. He thinks, I'm screwed. And so what do you do? I, I mean, it's an interesting point, Joey. It is, uh, you know, and how does, how does that reflect upon him? And what do teams think about that? Do they process that? They might. But I, my guess is in the moment, you know, he knows exactly what just happened. And that's where fun turns into, uh-oh, the old saying, it's all fun and games, right? Until, Until somebody loses an eye. Exactly. And then he thought, and then panic sets in and his whole, his career and everything he's worked for starts flashing before his eyes, and it, it's a messed up situation. I know. 312-332-ESPN. We'll grab more of your calls on this. we got time. Uh, we, we're only talking to Pat Boyle a little bit later today, just about the Kaner era being over. By the way, Kaner, uh, PB texts me, Kaner is not playing tonight. It's a TNT game as the Rangers play in Philly. I was Dynamite. hoping to watch. He's not playing. Tomorrow you can watch their game because it's an ESPN Plus game. The Rangers play at home in the Garden against Ottawa. And I guess uh, PB said that is going to be Kaner's debut. I was hoping it was going to be tonight because I wanted to watch that, but it looks like that will not be the case. But PB will join us at 1.30. Other than that, we got time for all your Bears calls. Your new home for Chicago Bears football. It's ESPN 1000. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. It's been 1,000. It's Carmen and Yurko. What a beautiful day. March 1st. Way to ring in March. You know this is, right? This is, uh, I'm trying to think of the band. I mean, I know this song, but this the is... White Stripes? White Stripes? Seven Nation Army? I'll take your word for it. Yeah. You never heard this one? I, of course. I mean, I know the song. Yeah. I believe this is it. Am I right, guys? It's, I believe uh, you're right. Yeah. Nice, nice this job, This is what they Yurko. play over in Europe. And really? then some of the uh, some of the football games out in Europe, yeah, they've got this in the back. Dun 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 dun. Yeah, Mexico does it. They do the the Choky Lozano chant with it. Do they? How's that go? 
El Chucky Lozano. There you go. Oh, he's, there you go. He's number 22. Sir, look at you, Yurko. Ah, you see? The good kid knows his football Not man. all Croatia. Ah, Croatia. I'm looking at the uh, the model. And it's the weather model. I'm looking yeah. at the, the... Abdallah freaked me out. He said he saw 10 inches. <laughs> Is that going to happen? out, too. <laughs> European model? Where are you going? I don't know. Model comparison. Okay, global model. 1.1. Euro model. Seven. That's what I like. The Euro model is oh, usually damn. the most consistent. Seven. Seven inches, Carmel. The NAM. What's the NAM of model? NAM. 4.2. How could there be such drastic differences? The RPM. I didn't know RPMs. They make steak. Yeah. Now they're doing models? Yep. 10.7. Ay, ay, ay. Well, it's gorgeous today, so enjoy. We got snow coming. It sounds like wintry mix Thursday night into early Friday. Yeah. And it sounds like the afternoon commute could be a nightmare on Friday. Because I think a lot of this is going to be happening late. So I guess just stay tuned. Listen to Tracy. I've got a Skaronsky update for you if you Yurko's want. Yurko's watching some tape of Skaronsky. Ten minutes of Skaronsky, okay? Not a puncher. Doesn't punch with either hand. It gives his chest a little bit. He's going to have to change that. His feet are great, though. Well, that's good. He's got great feet. You can't teach that, right, He's Yurko? got strength, too. So he's got great feet, and he's got some strength, okay? But at some point, and he's a good hand fighter, where if a guy gets posted on him, he'll clear the hands. Take it off like Tunch's Punches, Tunch Ilkin, the old tackle. He used to have it, Tunch's Punches, where you clear the hand off of you. Get that guy pressing into your chest. Yeah. You either clear him off, clear him up, clear him out. Yeah. Either way, you're clearing him off you. So, I mean, he's got good hands. Good Tunch Ilkin reference. He's, listen, he's got great feet. Does he's he? got great feet, but he does expose his chest a lot, and they're going to have to change but, that. But th- is that a teachable thing? Like, sure. The, the great feet yeah. is not so teachable. Like, no, the can feet, you, you either have the feet or you don't well, have So that's feet. good, but yeah. the other things you think a position coach could say, hey, we're going to... Yeah, his you know. feet are exceptional. Well, that's good. Exceptional. Boy, Yurko loves and, his feet. And like Sounds every, like me. Carm, like everyone. Yeah, it does sound like <laughs> you. Like everyone, the mistake is when you put your head down. Right. And that's a mistake. You get and out of balance, you, right? You get tired. You get tired. You have a tendency you want to put your head down and you go straight in the legs, and yeah, it's yeah. never good. Your yeah. balance has gone to hell. Your strength has gone yeah. to hell, right? Yeah. But I'm watching them. I've watched them against Ohio State. I watched them a little bit against Wisconsin. So, yeah, I, you like what you see, but, you know, like anybody, we all make mistakes when we're out there. And when you make a mistake out there, you're going to look like a fool sometimes. But the feet, oh, marron. Yeah, feet, that, they, yeah, they stand out like that, too. That's good. They do right away. That's the first thing I notice. First thing I notice is is the feet are fantastic. And he doesn't punch. He'll catch, but he exposes his chest. He's going to have to not expose that chest. I mean, you're strong enough against these guys yeah, but. to not get blown over the top. But we've how many times have we seen an offensive lineman end up in the lap of, uh, sure. of Justin Fields because somebody went right through you? Nick in the Bosa. NFL, they can go through you, sure. and they can make you look bad. Paxton Jones had a sack this year on Justin Fields. Braxton Jones. Braxton Jones, yeah, because he hit him. He had a sack on He Justin hit him. Yeah, he did with his back. He hit him with his back. So yeah. that's what you worry about with him. Just that chest gets exposed a little bit too easy. Make them work on the perimeter. You work inside. You met his grandfather a time or two when you, were in, when you were in when Green Bay? I was up in Green Bay, yeah. yeah. He was a uh, uh, guest captain. Oh, yeah? For a game. So he came up, talked to the team before the game. And then Pete Skronsky's grandpa. Took the picture. Was on those uh, 60s sure. uh, Packers. The, the left tackle. Teams. Left yeah. tackle. 
Fuzzy Thurston. Fuzzy. Kenny Bowman, I believe, or Jim Ringo. Jim Kramer. Uh, Jerry Kramer. Jerry Kramer. And uh, right tackle is Forrest Craig. Uh, three of those guys are in the uh, Hall of Fame, right? right? Bowman or Jim Ringo. I forget exactly who was playing center. Uh, Ringo for sounds right to right. me. Right. Well, I, Kenny I, Bowman, I think, was also up there. Maybe. And uh, 60 per- somebody. That yeah, line was revolutionary. 60% of that line, if I'm not mistaken, is in football's Hall of right. Fame, right? Kramer finally got his due and got in. And then mm-hmm. that's the year we were there when Erlacher got in. Yes. And all those Packers 64 yes. jerseys were out there. I go, look, Carm, I'm yeah. still popular. That's right. I'm still popular. It was the year Erlacher went in. That's right. Then you turn the jersey around and it says Kramer. Forrest Gregg's in the hall, obviously. Yeah. And then yeah. Fuzzy was too, right? No, or, not Fuzzy. Oh, he's not. Okay. So he's Fuzzy not. is not in the Hall of Fame. All right, never mind. Then maybe it's two of them that are in the Hall yeah. of Fame then. Uh, let's grab some more calls here. Is this Silly Sid or Philly Sid? I'm guessing it's Philly Sid. I'm guessing it's Philly Sid, too. I mean, what's going on there? Brendan put up Silly Sid. I don't know. He's not silly. He's an Elgin. What's up, Philly Sid? You know, well, I, am, I have been known to be silly, so I guess that probably applies as well. Uh, hey, guys, what I'm hoping here, more than anything, take, take all the, you know, the human impact stuff out of the discussion right now about what happened to those two kids. Uh, the arrest and everything like that. What I'm hoping does not happen is this does not turn into 2003. If you guys remember back in 03, now that's the year that they ended up in the draft. <clears throat> they got Peanut and they got Briggs. But the Bears were speculated to be the team that back then when you made this decision to draft this position was going to get Willis McGahee out of Miami, who was the best running back in football. And everybody was like, this kid's ridiculous. He can do it all, block, catch, run, blah, blah, blah. And back in 2003, you did draft sure. running backs in the first yeah, round. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he gets his knee destroyed in the national championship game against Ohio State. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, this guy can't be picked. He ultimately did end up somehow sneaking into the first round. His, uh, his agent, Rosenhaus, sold the bills on drafting him. But ultimately, what the Bears ended up doing, if you remember in that draft, they traded back, and that was when they ended up with uh, Michael Haynes and yes. uh, Rex Grossman. Grossman. Yeah. yeah, so let's hope that doesn't happen oh, as a result of this incident. I hope not. But, uh, yeah, that's what it made me think about yeah. when I first heard about it. I'm like, Michael oh, come on. Good trip down uh, memory lane, Sid. M- Michael Haynes, defensive end out of Penn State, I yeah. believe. Yes, correct. His second camp, I'm driving home from camp, and the mm-hmm. guys are still on. Could have been you and no, Sylvie. It was me and Sylvie. It was. And it was Sylvie. after Mac, you're going Harry. It was Michael me and Haynes talking about. We talked to him. Uh, uh, he, he, I can't wait. I'm really working on making a an impact on special teams. I'm like, what? 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 You're making it? What? Your first round draft choice out of Penn State is a defensive end, and you're thinking and you're hoping you can make an impact on special teams. I crossed myself on the cornfield that I was driving next to that day. I says, you got to be kidding me. I called you guys right you, afterwards. You did. Yurko called. I go, for the love of everything that's holy, please tell me I didn't just hear that. You know, he was a nice kid that might have been part of the problem. Uh, uh, like uh, you know, like Waddle always jokes. Can't can't be, what did Waddle say? Hampton used to tell him, you can't be slow, you can't be something else, and you can't be nice Yeah, to play in the NFL. you're going to have to change one of you're these. Change one of you those, better start Tommy. being mean to people. You better start being mean because you're not going to be fast. <laughs> yeah. You know, and Michael Haynes was a sweet kid, but boy, he couldn't play. Uh, not yeah. Jim Ringo, by the way. Kenny Bowman played on so those Super Bowl Bowman. teams. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. He was the center on that. By the way, out of Rock Island. How many uh, total sacks for Michael Haynes in his brief three-year Bears career? Played three years in the NFL only. He was a first-round pick. Three years in the NFL for Michael Haynes, who wanted to participate in special teams. Uh, I will say he had eight sacks. He had five and a half. Five he and a star- half. He started. Are you ready? Michael Haynes started a grand total of four games. Yeah. When you draft someone 14th overall oh my God. and you start four games, that's a problem, folks. They didn't learn the lesson of Courtney Brown. 
Well, Courtney Brown before Courtney yeah, Brown, Brown would have been before then. Was right? a 2000 yeah. draft choice. Yeah. Boy, he was talking about a buster. For the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defensive end. You didn't learn the lesson. He was like the second pick. Of Courtney Brown. Wasn't yeah. he? First pick. Oh, he was the first, first pick? First pick in the NFL draft in 2000. Terrible. You didn't learn the lesson of Courtney Brown. Then the Rex Grossman was who Rex Grossman was. Another mediocre quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, he was the first We pick. did want, have Ron Wolf on during, when they drafted him, and he said that he's, he liked him and compared him to Brett Favre. He did. I remember that. Uh, because they were right-handed, I guess. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the only similarity between and it, the well, two no, quarterbacks. And also, there was he one was right-handed. They went to schools in the South. Yeah. So I'm just like, wow. <laughs> he was right No way. And we had to put up with him, him and his small hands fumbling during the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he had small hands. And then Olin Kutz says, oh, I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. I'll take the blame. No, don't take the blame for your quarterback not wanting to stick his hands in there. Rex was another one I remember. You know, you, you kind of – Rex wasn't like Cade McNown. Cade was terrible, and he, and yeah. he was a jerk. Yes. Rex, he kind of wanted to root for because he wasn't yeah. – you know, he didn't seem like a bad teammate ever. I, I covered one of those years – and, you know, he seemed like a diligent worker, but he just, yeah, like, you're right, he just wasn't that good. His small hands wasn't that good. You know, when you shake a hand with the quarterback in the NFL, yeah, I shouldn't shake that guy's hand and be like, man, it's yeah. not that much bigger than mine. Right. Or, That's a problem. Or, why is it so clammy? Well, it wasn't clammy, oh, but... I'm telling you what it was. You know, I, the, there are a few things. Sometimes the tangibles do matter. Yes. And sometimes you look and you go, eh... His hand's not that much bigger than mine. That's a bad thing. You can't play in the NFL with a hand like that. All no, right? No. You can't play quarterback. No, you can't. David, I think David Craig tried to do that. Oh, it was a nightmare. Was it Eric Kramer or David no, Craig? No, it was David Craig. Small, David Craig had the small hands. Most fumbles. It was terrible. Ever. Nah, not good. He had great hands. You know what they were good for? Gardening. <laughs> Those those yeah. types of hands, great for gardening. You had a real green thumb. If, if you're a beekeeper, you know? <laughs> you can have small hands if you're a beekeeper. Be a proctologist. Wow. Small you know, hands, your patients will love patients you. Patients will love nice, you forever. small, tiny hands, oh, small fingers, heavens. you know. No arthritis. If I go into my doctor and has got Yurko's hands, I'm oh, finding yeah. another doctor. i got to be honest arthritis. with you. I, you know. They call me old knuckles. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't want Yurko. Oh, yeah, my doctor's got hands like me. That's good. Yeah. I know if I walked in and Yurko was my general practitioner, I'd say, nah, listen, doc, I got to find another doctor. You got to stay away from me. Someday you're going to check my prostate. That's not going to be fun. Carmen, turn your head and cough. I don't want that. (laughs) I need hands like this. It's Carmen and Yurko. We'll be right back. So third down and long. A twist up front. Able to collapse the pocket. Fields keeps it alive. There's a wide open Pettis. And now Pettis down the sideline. We're going to get all those highlights and more right here on your new home of the Chicago Bears. That's right. The Bears are on ESPN Chicago. Yeah. A lot, a lot of highlights, not Big a lot day. of victories. Well, good. But, it's going to change going yeah, forward. But a lot of highlights, that's for sure. It's going to change, Jericho. Good luck getting a defensive highlight out of that team. You're not going to find many. Maybe some Eddie Jackson, INTs. Eddie had a nice year. Yeah, I did. We have one for a touchdown. I'll find one. I think, I think, there, was a, one. I think there was a return for a touchdown this year. Uh, Maybe a Tyler fumble Gordon pickup. came close, yeah. didn't he? I like um, that. Polls said yesterday they're going to go to camp with Eddie Jackson. You know, we speculated about that. Yep. Eddie was having a nice rebound season. And then he got hurt. Got hurt. 
But they said they're going to go to camp, and Eddie will we'll see how Eddie is coming back off. Those Liz Frank injuries are serious, unfortunately. Yeah, they really are. You don't mess Tough around. For football players. Fortunate though, I'll, I'll tell you what. You're fortunate. Big guy gets a Liz Frank injury, really an issue. Good point. A uh, smaller guy with that injury might be easier to recover from yeah. rather than the big guy trying to recover. Yeah. Here was polls on the station. Your new home for the Bears. Earlier this morning, Cap and Hoodie started early. They were on five to nine at the Combine in Indy. Poles sat down with them, and they asked Ryan Poles what it was like to be at the center of the NFL universe right now. As a front office person, this is this is kind of what you dream of in terms of opportunity and flexibility, and you know, to shape a roster starting from the ground floor with 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 picks, but also um, to be able to hit for agency, and you know. Last year was a little challenging just with the resources that we had to, had to um, work with. But at the same time, it really set the tone to be disciplined and do things the right way and going off of values that I've talked about over the, the past year. So um, I actually think this was set up properly. Um, obviously, we had to take it on the chin a little bit this year. Um, but to build off our foundation that we, we set this past year and the, the way the guys played um, – is a really good opportunity. I'm excited for it. What about drafting star players versus moving back and moving back and moving back and collecting a haul of picks? Here is the GM. The one thing we do constantly um, in any situation that we're in, we put players in certain values of how they impact our football team. You know, there's like three levels of starters, you know, guys that are going to come and impact immediately and, and take your team to the next level or guys that need, you know, a year to f- figure it out, but they're going to still start. And then there's a group that's going to rotate and needs a little bit more time to develop. So um, we're going to play the numbers game, that top row. We're going to see how many guys we got that in- in- impact our team. And then at the same time, when you start thinking about trading, you're saying, well, if we can accumulate picks, is this one player better than four right so that's the game that we got to play and and make sure that we do it the right way so we can just continue to add a lot of players to our roster that can help us get better that's pretty much a league-wide thing right you're at the end they'll look at their pro personnel too already and they'll say how many red guys do we have whatever the color you know the, the corresponding yeah, color coordinating colors you know, this is an all pro, this is a pro bowler here's our group bears might not have many of those guys what, you know, and then and then you here's you what kind you, of adjust you, your draft board usually off ends of up having. First of all, you draft starters. You don't draft gadget players. You draft starters, especially early. Okay, right. Garrett Wolf, mm. remember him? Of course, Garrett Wolf, Tree Cohen, Tree Cohen. Ways to draft choices in my mind's eye. That's what they are. That's what they're always going to be. Why? You know, it's even crazier to give Tree Cohen a second contract. Exactly, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Third down, third down, uh, third down, like uh, gadget back is not a position. No. Okay, it's not a position, so don't go drafting gadget players or guys that are just going to be specialists. If you're going to get a punter, find a punter, find a kicker. You don't draft punters and kickers. I don't care. Okay, that needs to be the most simplistic thing that you ever do in your life. That's what you do. No gadget players. Every player I draft, I consider a, a, a guy that's going to be a starter within the first three years. He's on my team. Okay, could be the first year, could be second, could be third. But I draft starters. That's what I'm looking to draft. Because you have to. Because what happens is uh, the greatest deciding factor on whether you're going to keep a veteran player or a a young kid is are they even? Or is he going to be even within a short period of time? And if he's even, I keep the less expensive player and I get rid of that expensive player. That's it. That's the greatest deciding and motivating, motivating factor on whether you keep an older player or a younger player. Is he as good? If he's as good, i got to keep the younger kid because he's less expensive. Period.
Okay? That's the way it works. All right. That's my motivating factor when I'm looking at my team. What's going to make it happen? If I got a veteran guy and he's there for a reason, somebody's better be as good, if not better, than Clyde Simmons if I was going to get rid of Clyde. Because right. Clyde brought a lot of stuff to the table. Good point. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, there's a delicate balance when you're out there. But if you're a young player and you're the same as the guy that's older and making more money, the older player that's making more money has got to go. He's got to go hustle bye-bye. To get the entire Ryan Poles interview, make sure you check out the podcast page for Cap and Hoodie on the ESPN Chicago app. He was on with the guys earlier today. Joe's in Mount Prospect on ESPN 1000. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. How are good. you? Good. It's going good. So uh, this, this whole thing about the D lineman from, from Georgia, I think people forget these that these players, they're kids. And kids make mistakes. And football players in general are choir boys. They're not heroes. People make them heroes, but they're kids, and they screw up. So I think people need to keep in mind that they are 18, 19 years old when they make these mistakes. They're not in the band. They're in a violent sport, especially D-alignment, fighting every single play. They're violent people. I think people lose grip of that. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I think people know that, Joe. I mean, again, no. it comes down to what your tolerance level is for some of these transgressions, though. Uh, just because you play a violent sport and you're young doesn't mean uh, you can do. And I think there are varying degrees. I know there are certain things that would immediately, for, for me, you get crossed off my list. This one, I don't think, is one of them. I don't think it's good. I'll take into consideration that he's young, did something foolish, acted inappropriately, going to have to suffer the consequences now. Then there are transgressions that are, of, in my mind, to a greater degree where I would say, you are being crossed off my list. Sorry. Because of the decisions that you have made. Exactly. And you, you are being crossed off, the, I, off this list. You know, and, but I, I don't think we, I, I think and, most of us know, yeah, they're not, that the why the Young shot people ag- make mistakes. Why the shot against the band? I know. Why does the band have to take oh, a shot? Just one time at band camp? You don't remember that story? Huh? Band, you you want to go back and watch American Pie? Is that what that movie yes, was? Yes, of course. You want to go back uh, and watch American Come Pie on, and find out what happens at band camp? Yeah. Th- th- those kids aren't angels either. The thing that people can do with flutes is just, unbelievable. Just think uh, what you could do with the baritone. Clarinet. Kind of, yeah, clarinets. A clarinet. Uh, I mean, come on. Uh, the band, the, the college experience is not the same without the band, Joe. We don't need to take a shot at the band. That's right. Let's not take shots at the band. And it doesn't give you uh, any that's sort where, you know, of That's where your great rock and do. roller started, too. That's right. Your great rock and roller started playing the French horn don't you when know? they were seven. But, and said, this instrument sucks. Bon Jovi. And it's expensive. Uh, bon Jovi was a, a first chair clarinet. Yeah. You don't know? First chair clarinet before he picked up the, the axe and said, man, I'd rather play this. Who said, why am I blanking on the, who's the, who's the guitarist for Bon Jovi? Who's the, uh. Richie uh, Sambora. Wait, Sambora. Tico Torres. You don't know Richie Sambora. Yeah. Was a uh, second chair oboe. Yeah. Oboe. The guy's playing an oboe for heaven's sake. Look it up. It's on Wikipedia. Yeah. What's his name's in the back playing the triangle? You know, <laughs> look at me. I got a triangle. And Richie Sambora married. Didn't Percussion. he marry Heather Locklear? Who yeah, was he married did. to Heather, Heather Locklear? Was yeah. it? Yeah. Sambora yes. was, yes. right? Yes. yes. Good for him. I want to be in the band. End up getting Heather Wait, Locklear. Lambasting the guys in the band. Wait. Lake Central got a hell of a band. Lake Central gets uh, all the money from the football games. 
They'll go into the concession stand. The band gets everything. I think I'd rather be the rock star than the uh, athlete. You probably they make more money long term. Multiple fifty-three foot trailers that take the oh, band God. everywhere. Oh, God, Heather Locklear in her prime. Oh, Jesus, man, I'm looking at the pictures me. now of her and Rishi Sunak. Hello, on. how are you? You got to be kidding me. What, what was she in? Melrose Place, Melrose, right? That was uh, her thing. Yeah, yeah, Melrose Place for Heather Locklear. You know what she was great in afterwards. You're going to tell me. Was the one that Michael J. Fox was in where he played the deputy. He played the, uh, what was he? He was the deputy mayor in New York. It was called like City Hall or something. Yeah, remember? I remember. Great yes. show. Yeah. She was phenomenal in it. And she was still throwing 100. I mean, she's just, you look at pictures from the 80s. And when I was a kid in the 90s, I mean. She's got arm car? Oh, my God. Heather Locklear. Please. You're going to be all right? Did she marry her feet, kid? Good uh, feet? I think they were uh, fat. Fabulous feet? Wait, did she marry Sambora? And then she was with Tommy Lee, too, right? Well, I don't know, but both? if she was with Tommy Lee before she was with Richie, Richie never stood a but chance. never stood a chance. Nothing. No, I think she must have been with Richie before. Nothing. No chance whatsoever. Oh, boy. You go into that one discouraged right off the bat, don't you? I don't know how you follow it up. Well, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you give, can't. You can't. If I'll you're give, the guy next, you can't. I'll give you my best try. It'd be like, you know, I mean, I don't know how you do it. You know, yeah. you, you, now you got to go replace Jordan. Now you got to go replace Phil Jackson. Now you got to, you got to, I hate to tell you, you got to go replace uh How did we Mahomes get on this someday. topic? I don't know. We were talking oh, about band camp. Band we were camp. talking about band camp. That's right. All the guys yeah. that played the bands. Oh, too funny. You know who played in the bands? Who? Ozzy. Uh, of course. You know, Ozzy Osbourne was yeah. in a band. He was playing he was. something, the wood block. Yes. Uh, coming up, York, here's what we got. We still have a lot to do. I'm going to play some more Ryan Pohl sound. Um, there's a little bit more Mel Kuyper that we haven't gotten to from his conversation with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. Pat Boyle will join us. Oh. 45 minutes from now. Great. Talk about the end of an era. Patrick, the era feels like it's been over for a while, but now it's official as Patrick Kane has been moved on to the Rangers. We'll spend some time talking to PB about that later. And if you got a thought on the Jalen Carter situation, how you would handle it, what you think the Bears will do with all this, 312-332-3776. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Carmen and Yurko, your new home for Chicago Bears football. We can officially say it again and talk about it. We got balloons, Yurko. That's what a big day it is. There's a big balloon arch. As when I walked, walked in, in earlier yeah. today, into that was the an impressive apparatus. It was. I mean, I thought somebody was getting married today. That's how uh, festive the atmosphere was here. Our boss. I've never seen a balloon arch. Never, never seen it. Unless I was at a wedding, then I've seen a balloon arch. Never seen it walking into the building, not just on our I, floor. I, I, I lied. I lied. I have seen one at the Catalina wine mixer. Oh, yeah, that's yes. true. There's always one. There's at the always one at the Catalina wine mixer. Yes, yes. My fault, yeah. Well, it's the Catalina wine mixer. Yes, also. of course. Of course, there has to be one. But, yes, balloons, what a festive day. Our uh, our boss, Keith Williams, is upstairs dressed head to toe head in to toe. full Bears regalia. Full Bears they, uniform. They sent a full Shoulder official pads. uniform. Shoulder pads. Hip pads, yeah, the, girdle pads, thigh the, pads, the, uh, knee the pads, thigh pads, the whole board. Which guys don't even play with those pads in much anymore. They, they're do they, they're very thin. They still have them in. You can see the ridges in there. They're supposed to have them in to protect the athlete from himself. Yeah. You're did supposed you, to have it. Did you yeah. want to take the thigh pads out no, when you played? Or absolutely you, not. You got are some you common kidding sense? me? So you're, you're well, what do you think I'm doing in the middle? I'm not running around nobody all day. I'm not a track star. 
I mean, they're getting hit from a thousand different angles. It's crazy to me how many times football players want to take those out, and then how many times professional baseball players on the infield don't play with a cup. I can't. It's yeah. stunning to me. Yeah. Well, we used to how many third basemen Carm, don't play with a cup? I used to wear hip pads, man, where we protected the hips, too. Well, I don't blame Nobody you. Nobody wears hip pads anymore. You won't see them. I don't blame the you. The last guy I saw wearing hip pads in college was Johnny Lamb Jones. Johnny Lamb Jones. I don't even remember Johnny Lamb You don't remember Johnny Lamb Jones? Oh, no, boy. Johnny Ham Jones, Johnny Lamb Jones. They're all brothers. Hmm. Playing at Texas and Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. Nobody wears the hip pads anymore? Nobody. You used to have a tailbone pad, too. Hmm. Nobody I, wears them no more. I like the roll bar. I like the guys that still have the uh, neck rolls. The neck roll. You're, like Evan Eschmeyer, I think, still Yeah, wears. but they've kind of, they've gone to a different, like, dimension now. Yeah. Like, they used to be part of shoulder pad. It would come out. Right. It would limit your neck to be able to go. Met. By the way, if your neck's going to go one way, your neck is made to go back and bend backwards. You know what your neck's not meant to do? That's go forward. Go forward. Well, why aren't you developing something forward where you can't go ahead and duck your head like that? That's why car seats, when the other infants are facing the other way, yeah. because they don't, right? You don't want to go forward. Yeah. You don't want it going forward. You want it riding. The old basal neck yeah. fracture that took the yeah. life of one day Arnard Sr. Oof. Ooh, just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they developed the Hans device, the head yeah, yeah, and neck yeah. restraint been, system. We've been in those things for, like, the racing experience. Yeah. Boy, it's no joke, man. They strap that thing into you, and you, yes. you know... You're strapped like, down. Holy yeah. cow, you can't you can't move your head. That's that five point seatbelt system. Right. Yeah. Out of Simpson. Simpson makes that. You know that, right? I did Simpson not. Simpson Racing. Why? You don't know nothing about anything, huh? Well, not Come that on. not that. Bell. Bell makes a lot of the helmets. Bell helmet. Yeah. yeah. That I knew. Mm-hmm. Well, they make all the bike helmets. Who makes the uh, power steering rack? Or the uh, steering rack. <laughs> Appleton. Appleton. Appleton steering racks. Yeah, come on. You know this, Carm. I remember when I first moved in when I first moved to Chicago. How about ball joints, Carm? Any, any idea? It's all ball bearings these days. I uh you know, when we were kids, let's face it, different times. You didn't wear helmets when you rode your bike. You of never even not. thought about I mean your parents didn't make you. I we don't let our kids go on bikes now without helmets ever. You know, it's just different. I and so I never wore a, a bike helmet growing up and I moved into the city. Uh, I was probably twenty-one you had a good years job. old. You had a good job, uh, and uh, and I'm riding my bike uh, down Milwaukee man. Avenue. You know yeah. where I was? I was not far from Emmett's. I was near that corner, sure, right there by Emmett's. Over and uh, I'm, I'm Grand, Grand in yes, Milwaukee, over Grand there. Milwaukee and Allstead. And I am proceeding uh, with the right of way when a car who just did did not see me turned right in front of me. I had to hit the brakes. I went flying over the hood of the car. Over the hood of the car. I put my hand, luckily got my hands Superman. out, my head, you know. Superman. Scraped my hands right, from right. fingertips to like the midarm. Right. But I wasn't wearing Forearms. a helmet. Yeah. Forearm, yeah, up to my elbow. I'll tell you what, Yerk, the next, I'm not kidding. The next day, guess who was at Sport Mart buying Jim, a, Jim, a Bell bike Jim helmet? I was on like, the ground and I got and up. Did you get four or five hundred out of the guy I for did medical not. expenses? It was an old guy too. You didn't squeeze him. I did not. It was an oh, old right. guy who was like stunned and shocked, and I think shook. And then a couple passersby came by to make sure that the situation was all okay. <laughs> this girl asking if you're married? Yeah. They, the they come by the Yurko, they fawn it's over. It's the Kavorka. The girls want to know if he's married. I mean, it's the, I mean, he's got the lure of the animal. 
I don't know. Winked at Yurko. I mean, it's unbelievable. She asked me if I was married. This guy. I don't know how you do it. You've got the Kavorka. Well, listen. But don't, anyway, I don't let it digress. I went and bought a helmet it. the next day, Yurk. I said, I'm not riding around. Right. Forget this. There's too much traffic. I want to know how come you didn't squeeze the guy for a little something. I got some medical that. expenses here. Well, I didn't. Reach I into the some pocket. scrapes. Big Reach deal. into the pocket. I got up like all hot and you I was furious some, and I saw yeah. it was an old man who right. was like shook and I felt bad. You needed some mercuricomb. You know, that's not yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to put those little red dye on you. It was Get the infection out of there. Like, you know what I'm talking about? My grandma used the to have days, that in the medicine cabinet. Of course they had it in the medicine cabinet. Mercuricomb. When we were kids, it was all Bactine. You know, you, yeah. or, or, or hydro, um, what do you call Neosporin it? Neosporin. Neosporin. Oh, yeah. We used to spray Bactine. You got to hurt. You, Foam it up You went home, you sprayed Bactine on it? Sure. My kids make fun of me. I put peroxide on everything. I got. Uh, I got. Here, I put, put some peroxide. I put on first it. aid kits in my kids' cars. I, well, I the have whole them. ball and wax. I'm you know, you got to have. You got to have band aids all the time. Jumper cables and first aid. Ice pack. Yeah, jumper cables. Blanket. You got a blanket in your car uh, for yes. the winter. It's important. Uh, a flashlight and a blanket. Yeah, you can take it out in the summer. It doesn't make a difference. Yeah. But make sure you get it back in there when it becomes autumnal. See, this is what that's the, important. The Carmen and Yurko show provides. Carmen Yurko safety tip of the day: Make sure that you have, you know, maybe even like some jerky. Uh, sure. On a long trip, just in a case. Bit of jerky, just in case you need something. You never know. Yeah. Be prepared. Or I could just bring Sylvie. Yeah. <laughs> He's jerky enough. That's what the Carmen in your show is here to Jake provide. Jake gave me a chuckle over there. Jake's I don't know if you heard through, through the, the glass. glass. I heard yes. Jake laughing through the glass. That was so good. Uh, but yes, be prepared and wear a helmet when you bike out there, especially in the city. Yeah, it's I actually mean, that's smart. important. I mean, I don't bike in the city, yeah. so you know it's never an issue. I can't remember the last time I actually biked. Well, we biked. You and I were on the divvy on when we divvies. Came. Yes, uh, coming back from one of the uh, think about how long ago this was. One of the Hawks parades. Yeah. I think the 2013 parade, the one that was at Soldiers Field. No, I was going to say it was the one that was at Grant Park. That was 2013. We stopped, didn't we stop to get pizza or something? Or did we make have. it all the way back? No, I thought we made it all the way back. Divvies were brand new. Brand new. So see where divvies were new. I want to say it was 2013. It was yeah. the first time we had ever gotten on a divvy bike. And it was coming back from Grant Park after the 2013 Stanley Cup. In 2015, they did it at Soldier Field. Remember the storm that moved through? I do. A derecho. They yes. called it a derecho. Think about how long ago that was yeah. now, Yurko. Well, you're going on eight years. I know. The air is over. Pat Boyle at uh, 135 to talk about Kaner. Jim's on the west side. What up, Jim? Wait. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just, I just want to comment in regard uh, to, the, to the scenario we're talking about with Jalen. Um, so, yeah, character. Uh, a lot of these boys or, or young men at, between, these, between the ages of 18 and 23, they're going to make good and bad decisions. But a lot of the time, that's just basically could probably alter the case of your life moving sure. forward. So um, I've, I've, been a, I've been a coach and, and for, for, for my, uh, my boy and teammates, football, basketball, baseball as well so they have this adrenaline thing going on so as my boy got older you know what hey he said he, he bought himself a, a high performance vehicle and and he know he knows not to not to race on the streets he'll take it to route 41 and hey you know what he'll he'll he has a helmet he bought a helmet and he'll feed he'll feed his adrenaline that way right. my point being about accountability though um he owes it to his teammates, and he owes it to to be a good citizen. And basically, for me, uh, the characterization of of this individual: Do we want him on his team uh, uh, again? These boys are at an age where they should make some good decisions. I know, forward. I know. Yeah, and hopefully, he learned a valuable lesson from yeah. it at the very least. Jim, it's true. We'll continue to field your phone calls on this if you've got a, a passionate thought, one way or another. If you say cross him off, you say no. He's the generational talent. 
And uh, in the grand scheme of things, I can live with what he did, even though it was a terrible decision. 312-332-3776. Let us know how you feel. We'll be back in two minutes.